2: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And trumpets, please, da-da-da, it is the day. Uh, It is the day. Today in America, we hold national midterm elections. I gotta be honest with you, just between you and me and all our hundreds of thousands of listeners, uh, I'm pretty pumped, you know? Uh, again, we're being honest, right? Nobody else is listening, just us, right? Um, I haven't been really that excited about anything on this planet for a while. i got to be honest with you. But today, I- I'm excited. I'm excited uh, because uh, I believe, uh, uh, I think America's uh, been pushed far enough. I think the kind and gentle hearts and the uh, pure intention hearts of many people out there who went along with the facade, uh, who went along with the wiles of this world, um, uh, they said, no, 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 you can't do this anymore. You can't treat us this way. I mean, I know people who've lost businesses. Uh, My good friend, Julio, uh, beautiful uh, Texas Day Brazil, a Brazilian steakhouse, that's not the name of it, Texas Day Brazil, it's a different name, sorry, that's a different company. But a Brazilian steakhouse, Buena Raza, uh, almost 30 years, and uh, he lost it in the pandemic. Shut him down. I can't tell you how many people lost businesses, millions. I can't tell you how many people lost homes. How many people died alone. how many I mean, there's a lot of things. our kids, 30 years low in mass, uh, our military now being uh, asked about where they getting their global warming information from and make sure they use the right pronouns. We're not even fighting wars anymore. We're fighting words. We're fighting words. We're not even dealing with people anymore. It's words. It's pronouns. It's, uh, wow, it's stunning. How do we get here? So I believe in behavior modification, behavior reinforcement. Every good dog knows that. Every good pony knows that. Uh, every good husband knows that. <laughs> every good parent knows that. All right? And if you allow people to do something and you reward them for it, shame on you for expecting them to have different behavior. If you want different behavior, then you use punitive or corrective measures on behavior that's not resourceful, not good, not desired, and you use reinforcing behavior on those behaviors, choices, decisions that are good, right? You know this. Come on. Think about this. 40 million people have already voted early. I was one of them. And then... The rest, of, uh, the rest of you will vote. I can't vote twice. I'm not a Democrat. The rest of you will vote today. My wife uh, just got back from voting. I did vote early. However, for those who actually choose to vote today, they'll decide the course of our lives uh, uh, for a little while. I don't know if it's a couple years, a decade. Who knows? So today is technically called Decision Day. And I know everybody's going out there thinking they're making the right decision. But really, let's be honest. If you think the way things are going in this world, in this country, are good, then vote Democrat. If you're appalled like most Bible-following people are, like most people who love this country are, like most people who aren't more interested in hating and getting their pound of flesh but forgiving and coming together are, then you need to vote Republican. Even Just this one time, just stop voting Democrat, just one time, and then go back to doing it again. But we've got to send a message. You can't treat us this way. A woman was waiting at an airport one night. with was several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shop. She bought a bag of cookies and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book but happened to see that the man beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag between which... She ignored to avoid a scene. She munched cookies and watched the clock as the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking, if I weren't so nice, I'd blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he'd do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he uh, he took the last cookie, and he broke it in half. He offered her half as he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, Oh, brother, this guy has some nerve. He's, he's also quite rude. Why, he didn't even show any gratitude. She had never known when she'd been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at that thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat, then sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her baggage, she gasped with surprise why uh, there was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned with despair. Then the others, they were his, and he wanted to share. Too late to apologize, she looked back with grief. She was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. Now, I love this poem by Valerie Cox. I gotta be honest with you. One of my favorite little pieces of uh, poetry there is. I'm just going to be honest with you. And after sharing that story, I always like to have you consider. Let Let me posit something with you. Sometimes we think we're giving and we're really taking. Sometimes we think we're doing the right thing and we're really doing the wrong thing. Sometimes we just want to fit in. Can't we all just get along? We've never done it that way before. I'm sure all of us can relate to times in our lives when we felt absolutely certain our perceptions were right. But sometime later, maybe a little later, maybe a long later, maybe really, 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 really later... Only to find the truth in a different light. Let's be honest. Have you been the cookie thief more times than you'd like to admit? And, ladies and gentlemen, it's decision day. Remember the saying watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character because it becomes your destiny. And as Dr. King told us, don't judge me by my non-decisions, judge me by my decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for change. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot allow the behavior of the last couple of years by our ruling elite to become precedent. This has to be slapped down. This has to be put down. This has to be said, no, no, never, never, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. No, thank you, sir. You can't do this. This is America. You can't throw people in jail for disagreeing with you. You can't co-opt the media. You can't make someone who disagrees with you uh, evil, and they can't make a living. This is America. America. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to come together. There's far more that unites us than separates us. We are living, breathing human beings. We all matter. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to provide for our kids. We all want our kids to be left alone and don't touch my kid. You can touch me, and we'll talk about that. But you get your dirty, filthy paws off my kids. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's decision day, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, and after the break, we're going to open up the phone lines. 651-289-4466. If you want to tell me how excited you are about Decision Day, great. Maybe I'll let you join the conversation. Today, I'm black, and it's time to make a decision. We'll be right back.
3: If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
2: Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, it is Decision Day. You know, such a great way, Decision Day. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. The decision that you make today when you go cast your vote, really, you've been deciding this for a long time. I bet you you've had about 20 different decision days. Uh, Before you ever got to this decision day, because that's what life is. It's a series of decisions. That's what makes up our character, right? Remember, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become deeds. Watch your deeds. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character and character is everything. Now, sometimes that changes. The last line, watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. No, your character is your rear view mirror. Your character uh, is basically all the decisions you've made and then what people know about those decisions. That's your character. Those that don't know about them, you still got those things. They just don't know about them yet, right? You learn, to, you learn about people. And so I'm excited today about the decision we're making. This is not a political show, but it's a psychological show. It's a leadership show. It's a show on human beings and getting better. And let's be honest, uh, there's a lot of people out there struggling. And there's a lot of people out there paying the price for decisions that were made by elected officials. And it seems like a lot of those elected officials that are ruling over us belong to the majority of the Democratic Party. And so any good parent knows if you don't like the behavior you're getting, you need to do a course correction. And this is where discipline comes in. There's two types of discipline. There's punitive discipline to punish somebody. And there's corrective discipline to change someone's behavior. God uses corrective discipline. Man uses punitive discipline. And so I'm not telling you to to spank the Democrats. I'm telling you to tell them you can't do this anymore, so never do it again, and give them a pretty hard slap on the wrist at the polls so that we can go back to somewhat normal. So today I'm pretty excited. i got a smile on my face. You might not see it because I had some pretty rough oral surgery in the last uh, two weeks. Uh, But uh, you want to join us? Maybe I'll let you on. Who knows? 651-289-4466. And I will go ahead and let this first caller on because I think I know who this is. Let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome Jim. Is this my brother Jim? Is that who this is? Hey, brother, hadn't talked for a while. Doing well, doing well. uh, It's decision day, my friend.
7: It sure is. Um, You're talking about, uh, you know, uh, keeping your hands off of our kids. I think that's a big deal. The best piece of advice that I got this election season was when you go in there, if your school board is on the ballot, I suggest you vote against any incumbent that is on that school board and, and try to shake this uh, shake this up. This is where this has got to change. I just yeah. saw a story where yeah. I think it was El Paso, a teacher a, a teacher of kindergartners admonishing the kids about using the word pedophile. Yeah. And she corrects the children yes. and says, uh, "We're we're not going to call them that. We're going to call them M A P S maps, MAPs minor attracted persons rather than a pedophile or a something yeah. like that. And it's just, this is where we're coming to. And it's just not right. It's
2: not right. Well, and Jim, you, and you know me, Jim, you know, I know about programming. this is what I talk about is all the programming. Again, this is not a political show, but this is a psychological show because we talk about how we do what we do and why we come to the, to the activity we come to. And it's all based on our belief systems. Jim, you're a graduate of mine, you've been listening to the radio show, you found me on the radio show, and you know I know how the mind works, and you know I know how people work. And all they're doing is taking what works for one person and they're putting it out there in the masses. If they can teach us at five years old and six years old what's normal, what's not normal, and skew the whole thing, they got you that's why Jim the Bible says you raise your kids up in the way of God and they'll never depart because their they foundations in place but uh anyways brother I, I love you I appreciate you uh man I'm looking forward to a, a long night I told my wife I'm gonna pull in all night or probably night I, I hopefully have a lot to look forward to so uh I appreciate it, my friend let's talk off the radio okay we will do
7: that all right you gotta have a good, have bye, a good day and I hope you're feeling better
2: uh, I'm getting the, I'm getting there a little bit every day appreciate you brother bye-bye okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is decision day. And, you know, life is a series of decisions. Let me, let me share a story with you. I'm not kidding you. This is strange. So Utah man upset over canceled flight, carjacks multiple vehicles, and causes a crash. Now, please hear this. My wife knows this. This is what stinks about doing a radio show uh, with my wife around or in the room. or She can tell me, uh, honey, you're not telling the truth. My wife knows. Uh, that my um, patience is not something I have in abundance. How about that? And uh, when I'm traveling and uh, things aren't going well, I can get pretty agitated. So this guy, get I get what this guy went through. So a 20-year-old man in Salt Lake City went on a carjacking spree and crashed into multiple vehicles on Friday. Ready for this? After getting upset over a canceled flight to Denver, Colorado. So, okay, this guy had a scheduled flight to Colorado. He's at the airport. It's canceled. I get it. So, here's what he did. Now, this is a choice. You can say, I can get angry and mad and get arrested or whatever, or I can calm down. I can't do anything about it, or I can go over that bar there, have a couple shots at Don Julio Blanco. Uh, you know, I mean, right? I mean, do you see this one I'm talking about? Here was a choice. So, this guy had something happen to him that wasn't his fault. He had no control over it. He's on a trip, he's going to Denver. So, and you know why he's going to Denver and Salt Lake City, probably he's a little short on a little smoke or something like that, let's be honest, 20-year-old guy, so he's going to Salt Lake City, probably not what's going on, but maybe, right? So now he becomes upset with an employee at a ticket counter, because they say, you know, have you ever had those people that you just want to reach across and put your hands on their neck, I know you shouldn't, I know you go to jail, I'm not saying it's okay, but have you ever felt that way? I have. So he gets upset with his employee after being told he could not buy a same-day ticket to Denver. So no, he was going to now figure, I'm going to solve my problem, right? So he goes, okay, here's my decision. I'm going to solve my problem. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a, just a same-day ticket right now. I want to buy a brand-new ticket right now to Denver and later cause a disruption at the airport over a flight cancellation. So that didn't work either. He was told he couldn't do it. So here's what happened. Police responded around 5 a.m. Officers learned that Green allegedly forced a driver out of an SUV and sped away from the airport. Okay, so now he goes to fix his mess. He buys a ticket, wants to go buy a ticket. He can't buy it. Now he gets irate, gets a fight with this lady, this counterperson. He goes outside, and again, I can calm down. I go have a drink. I can do whatever. But here comes somebody driving by and goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to carjack that vehicle. So he carjacks that vehicle, sped away from the airport. So now he, that carjacked vehicle, he slammed in to a silver car. So he hits a car, and then he decides, instead keep going or stopping, he goes, you know what, I'm going to make a U-turn, and I'm going to go back to the airport. And guess what he did? He smashed into another vehicle, this time a BMW SUV. Now he jumps out of his green uh, the first stolen SUV and he could have ended it right there said I made some bad decisions I'm so sorry but instead he exits the SUV and multiple times attempts to force this girl out of her BMW but she fought back and the seatbelt kept her from getting out so after that he could have just calmed down could have ran away whatever but what he did is he jumped back into his SUV that he stole from the airport and drove towards Salt Lake City, hit another car, and then hit a building. Following the crash, again, he could have ended at any time, he again decided to carjack a Dodge Durango, crash that uh, in, into five vehicles on I-80. I mean, it keeps going on. He carjacked another couple vehicles, and finally Green was taken to a hospital for observation. And ready for this? will be booked into the Summit County Jail on multiple felony charges. So let's play the choice game. How many times did he choose? Now you can say he chose to have a bad day. You can say he chose this, but can I suggest this is what I was talking about. He had a lot of choices along that path. A lot of choices along that path. And yet, he kept choosing over and over and over to do the same wrong thing. You know, here we are about three minutes before the bottom of the hour. And as we're talking, thousands of people have voted. And I want you to think about this. Just because you made a poor decision last time and you might make a poor decision next time doesn't deny the importance of the decision you're making at this time. New York City Roos Chris Steakhouse patron stabs another diner in back during spat with restaurant workers. This is how angry everybody is. I mean, this lady's eaten, this, the server gets in fight with another customer, and this woman gets so irritated, she takes a steak knife and stabs the employee in the back with it. Yeah. You know what I just found out in New York City? They now have a new category. You know what it's called? Subway pushings. And I saw this graphic. It threw me off, and I had to take a picture of it. It says, 2022 subway pushings. There have been, I think there's 15 dots. There's this picture of the New York subway with all these red dots. 15 of them, I'm pretty sure it was. 2022 subway pushings, strangers, going up to other strangers and throwing them in front of a moving vehicle. That's how angry people are. People cold cocking people. People going up and butchering each other, destroying each other. Marco Rubio, a canvasser, beaten too close to his death, and then their dogs were released on them. You got people walking down the street, and they see this is a Trump person. They take their vehicle and drive it down the street. We have a Republican guy running for Congress. No one talks about it because he wasn't a Democrat. His house was shot up with his son right there. He was at his staying at his parents' house with his son is shot up and almost hit his son ladies and gentlemen it's decision day if you like the results if you like what america is today then vote for the ruling elite democrats if not stop voting democrat do something different so we can get back on course and start living this dream called america i'm black we'll be right back
4: and verbalize our values
3: to learn more from mr black the next leadership awakening class in minneapolis is december 8th through the 10th details at LikeitMatters.net.
1: okay mr and mrs local business owner do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges Maybe you have bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is, you know, you need to market your business, but trusting a partner. Well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions. Salem surround. Salem surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results.
8: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And why do they call me Mr. Black? Well, because I've been doing intensive leadership training for 30 years, and I've changed a lot of people's lives, uh, somewhere between 15, 20,000 directly, who knows how many indirectly. And I create an environment where people can learn about themselves, take a personal inventory, take a look at their strengths and weaknesses. I teach them how their mind works. I teach them that they're a three-part being, that they have a body that's a machine. And you've got to understand how the machine works because uh, you break down the machine and you're stuck on the road of life, it's on the side of the road. And then you have a mind that runs the body and the battles in the mind between the stimulus and the response, there's a space and in that space is your power, it's your freedom. That's where you make your choices, the now moment decisions. Uh, And then all that is nice, but that's not who you are. That's temporal. Uh, That has a 120-year lifespan post-flood. But you are the spirit. And as a human spirit, you are eternal. And so uh, you're on this planet right now. Uh, This is your schooling. This is your double-A, triple-A, single-A ball. And you're just getting ready for the big leagues, and big leagues is eternity. Once we take our last breath on this planet, or Jesus comes back and, you know, redeems us, and then we come back with him for the the final battle, if you will. So, we're here just to learn, and that's what we do on this radio show as well. I just want to, I want to get us thinking. You know, when I say education, inspiration, application, education is not, I'm so much smarter than you are, let me teach you something. Education is really the training of the mind to think. that's what Einstein called it. That's what he considered education, not the memorization of mere facts and figures, but the training of the brain to think and every day we're given is a new day uh, you know it's a day of choices, a day of decisions. remember the the Bible, my standard and should be it's been the standard for most people in this world for the majority of history in the beginning, God, you know. I mean, Think about it. those are the first four words of the Bible. In the beginning, God created. That's five. Gave you next one. I, I, I mean, I could write a plethora of theses just from those first four words of the Bible. In the beginning, God. All right? All right. Bible has been modern, uh, modern civilization's foundational standard for millennium. It's the most printed, translated, the most written about, the most purchased in the history of mankind. Parenthetically, though, might I suggest that it's also proportionally. Uh, I would bet the least read books in all of history as well. And for a follower of Yahweh, you know, God, the God of the Bible, the Bible is the ultimate standard for all things. It's God's love letter to his creation. This isn't a religious show, this is just fact. Remember, follow the science. It's okay to learn. Uh, it's okay to read a book now and then that doesn't have smutter vampires It's okay to search on the internet for something besides porn or, or dead pictures, and those are the number one uh, Things that people search look it up Google has a list of what people search for again You might not like what I'm saying, but you can't deny what I'm saying It's true, and it's disappointing. And it's frustrating. That's why I do this radio show. That's why I do like it Matters.net. That's why I created a two-and-a-half-day process that changes people's lives Uh, Because the stinking thinking, because people shut off their heart and they've clogged their heads. And the two most important things in a creature is their head and their heart. Because everything stems from the head and the heart. So, and you think about in the beginning, you know, God walked with us. He he wanted to uh, sup with us, right? We're in the Garden of Eden. We're in, that's the divine councils there. We're walking around, and I think Eve wasn't even shocked when this serpent came up and was talking to her. Why? Because she's seen the serpent, undoubtedly. Otherwise, she'd be surprised by it. New creation, new creature, I mean, ah, right? So think about this. In the Garden of Eden, God introduced himself to his creation in the Word by telling us God is the creator of all things. Have you ever thought about this? Our first introduction to God is as creator. I talk about this all the time because it's important. Because after we're introduced to God as creator of all things, then he tells us 25 verses later. This is what daddy says, Abba. He says, let us make man into our image, into our likeness. Did you hear that? I need you to hear it. You're not getting a religious class here. I'm giving you a reality class. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what the word said? Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word dwelt among us. Did you hear that? We are made in the God class. That's what he said. What do you mean? Well, we were made in the God class. What do you, what do you mean? Well, we were made to create. His, our first introduction to God as creator. We were made to create. We are imagers of Yahweh. And he works through us. He ministers through us. He loves through us. He, he becomes known to us as we become more like the image of His son, right? It's, it's, it's basic law. In order to be imagers of God, if you think about it, this is a logical approach, we must have free will, right? And what is free will about? The right to make your own decisions. It's decision day, people. Every single day is decision day. And I'm going to tell you right now, every what you call big decision was a series of a whole bunch of smaller decisions. Just like the guy that had a bad day and had a flight canceled. And now the guy's never gonna see the outside of a prison. He will spend the rest of his life in jail probably, or at least a good 30, probably three decades. He carjacked six cars. He probably beat up police, probably did so many things, attempted murder in there. He's got so much. I mean, he's probably got a good minimum, probably 30 years. Choices, it's decisions. See, that's what free will is. We get freedom of choice, freedom to decide. And with freedom of choice comes consequences. Now, these consequences don't have to be negative. These consequences are like quizzes. You know, they tell you where you're at at a given time on a certain subject. When we choose well, we get good consequences. We get what, what do you call reinforcements. We get rewards and what we could call a payoff. When our choices are not the most resourceful, our consequences have a more bite. They have more sting. They're uh, more burdensome. Psychologically, what happens in our lives when we we'll make a choice, if it's a good consequence, we put that in the memory bank under good thing, reinforcement, positive reinforcement. If it's a bad choice, we put that in the old quote, memory bank, and we put it as a negative thing. Stay away from them. Why do we do that? So we can use them as drivers. Because between the stimulus and the response, this is transactional analysis, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. And logotherapy teaches us, Dr. Viktor Frankl said, that man has a will to meaning. And the basic driving force in life is neural associative conditioning. We're either moving towards something or moving away from something. This is important because how else can you modify behavior unless you can identify the behavior and then say what that behavior's outcome is? This is what a good parent does. I will discipline my kids. You don't touch my kids. This is what God tells us. Don't be downtrodden. Don't be disappointed when you're being disciplined by God. Rejoice. Because you know what that means? That means you're a child of God. See, every one of us is a creature of God. We're all created. And God wills that none shall perish. But God has desired will, and then he has the will that he allows us to choose. It's just the reality of it. God doesn't want any of us to perish. God wants us all to love him. He loved us enough they sent his son. But again, we get to choose. Because a a gift that's commanded is no gift at all. Right, ladies? When You tell your husband he doesn't send you flowers anymore. You get in a big fight, and he slams the door and walks out. And forty-three and a half minutes later, there's a knock at the door. I got a delivery for Miss Johnson. There's a dozen red flo- ro- uh, red f- roses there. You know, how a lot of women would take those red roses, sign for, it, give a huge tip if it's husband's credit card, and then throw those flowers right back at that man. Because a gift that's commanded is no gift at all. And so parents, we know this. We reinforce good behavior with our children. We want them to know you made some good decisions. You know, my we were talking to my son, Benaya yesterday, and we asked him what he did. There was nothing, there was no hidden meaning here. And he wound up saying, well, we had a, a free time at uh, recess, and I wound up playing uh, Roblox. He's not allowed to play Roblox. I heard his mom tell him that a week ago. And I said, he said, I played roadblocks. And, and mom was like, what? And then she said, you're not allowed to play that, right? And she goes, yeah. And so after they had a little thing, and I said to Bonilla, Bonilla, thank you so much. I'm proud of you. Thank you for telling us. You were tr- you spoke the truth. I'm very proud of you for telling us. Now, you know you're never supposed to play that game, whether it's school or whatever. Because, yeah, I'm going to go in and take it right off. And that was a good lesson I learned, hun, Dad? I'm like, yeah, good job. And Val re- uh, reinforced that. He had to hear that that's a bad choice, and now I couldn't change it. But what I did is I reinforced it. See what I did? I reinforced him speaking the truth on a bad choice, and he shared that bad choice. I wanted to teach him that in life he's going to make bad choices, but it's okay to come to daddy. Now, if I would have slammed him and beat his butt and all this, because he told me something he didn't have to tell me, I would have never known if he would have told me that. I would have then sent a negative response and say never do that again. If I would have just kept my mouth shut and not told my dad the truth because he didn't know, I would have never gotten in trouble. See, that's what every single human being, we have 30,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Every one of our kids is looking for boundaries. They're pushing the envelope. They want to know what's the limit, what's good, what's bad, what's the reinforcement, what's the punishment. And like the Bible says, you spare the rod, you spoil the child, because if you don't teach that kid that choices have consequences, this is what's wrong about the whole racist BLM thing. If every one of my problems I can blame on somebody else, then I I never have to take a look at myself. I never have to question myself. I never have to say, what did I do wrong here? How can I improve? If every single problem I have is because someone else doesn't like the color of my skin or somebody else this and somebody else, I have absolutely no control in my life. And if I have no control in my life, why would I choose anything different than whatever I feel like at that moment? Choices have consequences. And yes, it's decision day in America. It's voting day. But I'm going to tell you right now, every day, multiple times a day, is decision day. And you got to learn. If you're going down a good path, keep doing what you're doing. And if you're going down a bad path, do something different. Don't be crazy. Make the right decisions because they have consequences. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
3: Leadership Awakening even impacts the season pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot
4: of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was gonna be, that it was gonna be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness.
3: If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the
0: mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later, keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org.
6: TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack for King & Country and many more. Stream along at thefishtwincities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker.
5: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
6: For probably two-thirds of my...
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. It's Decision Day, and your decision matters. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been lied to. I mean, we've been telling people what matters, and boy, when the government doesn't listen, you need to get their attention. Those that are ruling over us, and that's what it is, it's ruling over us. COVID taught us that. These people will throw you in jail if you don't do what they tell you. Uh, It's getting bad out there. You know, I was listening to some of the top people this week in political, and Valerie Stewart, Stewart, she said that uh, voters are concerned with money in the bank, not democracy on the brink. Even Trevor Noah can't get more liberal than Trevor Noah. He said people can't eat and they can't put gas in the car, and these Democrats are going crazy, democracy's on the line. I wanted to hear that. I mean, if you listen to all these, places, democracy's on the line, democracy's on the It's been on line for a long time with elections that you can't explain with weird attacks on 82-year-old Speaker of the House husbands that you can't get real information, why won't they release the body cam footage? Uh, All this year, you know, the time of BLM, always release the body foot cam. How come no one's crying? How come BLM's not the street? We're going to see the body cam footage, right? Uh, I wonder if you'll ever see that footage. Most likely, no. So many different stories. The same thing, they wanted to turn this in. The guy's a liberal. He's a illegal immigrant from Canada. He lives in a bus in San Francisco. On one side of his van on the outside is a LGBT gay pride flag. On the other side, the BLM flag. Yeah, he's a bleeding heart conservative. Oh, my gosh. And you guys believe this stuff. It's called psychological projection. Just so you know, what you're dealing with is psychological projection. By the way, it's a defense mechanism people subconsciously employ in order to cope with difficult feelings or emotions. Psychological projection involves projecting undesirable feelings or emotions onto someone else. You know why so many people are such racist? We we have the most racist White House in 100 years. Uh, Racism is using skin color as a determinant factor. That's all they care about is the color of your skin. It's pure racism, nothing else. You know why? Because they're racist. I'm not racist. I don't hang out with racist people, so I don't see people as racist. Uh, I know what it looks like. I know what it sounds like, and I'm not it. But if you're a racist and the people you hang out with are racist, you know what you assume? Everybody's a racist. If you're stealing from people, do you know what you do? You lock up everything you have because you're stealing from people. You just assume other people. If you're cheating on your spouse, usually you're a little untrustworthy because you're looking around, is she cheating on me? You're accusatory. You think people are doing what you're doing. If you look at a woman lusting your eyes all the time like I used to, It would be hard for me to look at a woman without my mind going in a sensual way. And so it was easy to assume that everybody was doing that because that's what I did. See, that's what we call normal. We assume what we're doing, everybody's doing. Psychological projection involves projecting undesirable feelings or emotions onto someone else rather than admitting to or dealing with the unwanted feelings in yourself. Follow your science, people. But psychology today gives you another definition of projection. Projection is a process of displacing one's feelings onto a different person. Did you hear what I said? Displacing one's own feelings onto a different person, animal or object. Why are people so frustrated? Why are they so angry? Because we're lied to all the time. So Ohio Democrat comes out against Tim Ryan, calls him fraud. Tim Ryan, the normal guy right in Ohio, right? Elected Democratic official in Ohio, penned an op-ed Friday calling Democratic senatorial candidate Tim Ryan a fraud. This is one of his his own, in his own party. The op-ed published Cincinnati Choir is written by Hamilton County Auditor Dusty Rhodes, a proud lifelong Democrat who holds elected office. He's a fraud. He votes all the time with Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, and then goes back to, think. this is what his own party says. 100% lock and step, but he goes as a... How about this one? Democrat Senator Bennett, the Colorado guy running the Senate, did you hear this? Blasted as radical after wife recorded apparently mocking inflation reduction. So Senator Michael Bennett is getting blasted by his opponent. This happened yesterday. As radical after his wife was recorded talking to two undercover journals about how Democrats shouldn't talk about what really in the Inflation Reduction Act and how they could use it to defund the police quietly. Susan Daggett, a law professor at University of Denver, that's his wife, Michael, Senator Michael Bennett, they're all part of the woke part, seen on video released Monday by Accuracy and Media, arguing that most successful efforts in Washington, D.C., listen, are the ones that you never see on the front page of paper. See, at one time they laugh. Daggett agrees and laughs with the two journalists who mused about the Democrats disguising a health and climate bill as the Inflation Reduction Act. Like so many great things happened that bill, the male journalist said in the video. Right. Don't talk about it, Daggett replied. Just, just yes, yeah, sh. Early in the video, Daggett argued that Democrats could do a better job getting their more radical agenda passed if they just keep quiet about it. We're talking about it for a half a second and let the temperature come down. And then quietly, this is a quote, quietly allocate some funding to mental health, right? And to interventions that can help and maybe they call it, don't call it police reform, she said about defunding the police. There's just strategic ways to do it. And would be just as effective, but you know, not... Raise the flag, she goes, quote, even on the Inflation Reduction Act, flat-out admitting that that wasn't the intent of the legislation and laughing about the title of it. She said, quote, the media and the Democrats called it that until the moment it was passed, and then it became a climate bill. And that's exactly what Michael Bennett did in terms of how he talked about it. Just stunning, stunning, stunning. And remember, Hillary Clinton said, well, you have two policies. You have your public policy that you spouse to everybody, and then you have the way you vote. Remember, she did this six years ago, and everybody covered for her. You have the media saying that you shouldn't cover Democrats or Republicans. Same. We all know Republicans are lying, that everything they say, they're they're looking to overthrow. This is what the media is saying. Why does that matter? Because they're supposed to be the fourth estate. Don't you understand how it works? You have the three branches of government, executive, legislative, and judicial. And there's a checks and balances. There's a separation of powers so that no one can run, run roughshod over the other. And then the press was established as what's called the fourth estate. You know, you have the three branches, but they're considered the fourth estate. The fourth estate's job was to keep them all in check, the other three in check, to bring some light on it, to just show the data and facts. But the problem is the, the Democratic Party has now co-opted the media. The media is part of the Democratic Party. They've told you that. It, they don't feel the need to even promote anything Democratic. Did you see this? Midster, midterm study finds mainstream media gave Republican 87% more negative coverage than, than Democrats. ABC, CNN, and NBC spent a majority of their newscasts talking about abortion. Media Research Center's study of the, the major networks, this is what they found out. The conservative media watchdog group highlighted how 87% of the network's coverage of the GOP was negative. The study took place between September 1 and October 26 and found coverage relating to President Biden made up just 16%. So here it is: the 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 guy who rules the free world. Only sixteen percent of all media was about him. Why well, he had nothing to say, right? So of all the other news networks, ready, discussing abortion a- allegations against Senate candidate Herschel Walker, all that coverage about the immigration crisis received the least amount. That was what they covered the most: was Herschel Walker. They hate Herschel Walker. They got to short. I don't know why they hate him so much. Even Watson in LeBron James had to come out and say, Herschel's a joke. You got to go with my guy. Oh, my gosh. Coverage about the immigration crisis received the least amount of coverage at five minutes. There's a crisis on board border. The media's not telling you why. Because it would make Joe Biden look bad. Don't you get it? This is what's going on, people. You're being programmed. You're being told what to think. Why is democracy under threat? Democracy's not under threat. The Democrats are under threat. You've been programmed for so long and you were turned to hate Donald Trump. Now, he gives you a lot to hate. I get it. I was never a big Trump fan, but I became a Trump supporter. I voted for the first time uh, because, I mean, how do you vote for the other guy? And I thought he'd do a good job as a business guy. I was blown away by how good he did. And so I voted for him the second time and I became a supporter. But I was never a big fan of his. And, again, I think he's changed the Republican Party. He browned the Republican Party. I'm thankful to Donald Trump. The Republican Party has always been the home uh, for conservative black people. The, the Republican Party has always been the home for Hispanics. Hispanics, they love God. They love country. They love family. That's a conservative Republican. Uh, I, I'm stunning this thing this long, but Donald Trump did that. And now the realignment. But to be honest with you, I don't know if he should run again because you guys have been so programmed to hate him. And we see how hate works so well. I mean, this guy, Fetterman, was a joke before he had a stroke. They hit it, did all this stuff, and now they're going to vote for this guy over Oz. I've never known Dr. Oz. I've been impressed. The first Muslim American to be elected if he gets elected. Good businessman. I listened to him talk twice last week like, wow. But this guy, Fetterman, is neck and neck that might win all because there's a D after his name. He's defund the police. He's a hoodlum. He lives off mom and dad. He's never a job. He's poor health because he doesn't take care of himself. He's a slob. I mean, that guy. And yet, some of you out to go, Herschel Walker, how could you vote for Herschel Walker? Oh my gosh. Right. Heisman Trophy winner, made millions of dollars, employed t- thousands of people, run businesses, done things. Yeah. Why would you vote for him, stupid jock, right? Oh my gosh. Wake up. It's decision day. But every single day, and let me tell you the biggest decision what do you allow in your head? Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It's our freedom. That's the ultimate decision. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does.
6: Teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. And I met young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS. His mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was gonna be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others, being sold out to violent Islam. Now, his mother and siblings they came to Christ. They prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremists. And when I caught up with him, several villages over, I asked Ahmed, "What's your Bible mean to?" And he said, "I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they hate." Me and where Jesus says, I'm with you always. Now, listen, having a Bible it meant everything to him and gave him perspective. And his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Listeners, you've sent God's word to more than 1,200 is persecuted believers. We have 400 to go. We have to wrap up this week. Please pray about it at $5 a Bible and call 800 Yes Word. 800 Yes Word. 800 Yes Word or give it AM980themission.com and help us finish strong.